Hey, this is Alana from the Holland Project in Reno, and you're listening to Up in the Mix. Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you hot from the honeycomb heart out, part de. This is Sean, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. The Super Nicest, a.k.a. The Narmister R, a.k.a. Not the Black Dude that you thought I was. This is Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican, Ernesto, Captain Culo, Coach, Mr. Brunt, your local also, the poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How the fuck did he get here? El hombre de la gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, the fucking baby whisperer, and tracksuit poppy. You know, like I was listening the other day when I was editing, and I'm like, I, I know all of them. I know this. I know Caesar's AKA is like a fucking song. Better than I do. I could I could recite them like a song. <laughs> I got too much going in my head to uh, keep that stored in the memory bank. <laughs> how how was your week though? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, just a regular chill week. Uh, we actually got a couple new students at the school, which was cool because. A, we haven't had that many students. <laughs> like, B, like one of them was super cool. He came in like matching Nike like sweatsuit with the shoes and like a Nike mask. I was like, okay, this kid's got some some style. He's got mm-hmm. some moves on him, <laughs> and he was super cool. Like, immediately like was asking me because I usually like when they're working, I played like instrumentals and I had the new Madlib album on. He's like, you trying to spit, Mr. Richardson? You, you spit? What, what? You got all these instrumentals playing? I was like, no, I'm just trying to like, you know, make it more relaxing for you guys so you don't get distracted if there's too many words. He's like, I'm like, I, I'll play some other music if you want. He's like, no, that's cool. Like, I'm just trying to get my shit done. Like, he like finished one class already. Like, the other guy was, the other kid was super cool. Like, complete opposite, like wearing cowboy boots and a flannel, and but he's super laid back, so... It was cool to actually interact with some high school students and see them doing some work and that were working a little bit. Yeah, towards their goal that they're supposed to. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. You know, it was funny. Like they were joking, like seeing them interact and joke around. It's it's been such a weird school year, and that's the the best part is interacting with them. So, and I went and shaved. Got it. Got salutes to my boy Soup uh, out there listening at a Commonwealth Barber Shop. You know, got trimmed up the beard, which I had not trimmed or shaved since October. You know, I had my winter hibernation <laughs> The beard winter coat? Yeah. So, um, yeah, just trying to get back in that routine. Spring's coming. Moves are in the in the way. So, how was your week? It was all right. The usual nine to five working from home. But I did get to take little Valentine's Day pictures for the baby. And my nephew, mainly my baby, my nephew wasn't having it. He was, <laughs> grandma came into the room and he just wanted to hang out with grandma. I, I got a, I got one good one of them. And then, then my baby, Leia, she was just trying to like hang out and like, she was, she was kind of not having it. It was just difficult, you know, it's babies, you know. I will say Samantha saw the picture of, of Leia and was like, oh my God, this, uh, this is so adorable. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's going to like do some more and get a bunch of kids to like, yeah. like dude, you, people are going to want your business. So, so, like, so for Easter, that's the goal. I told the lady like, we should have did this a couple of weeks earlier so I could, uh, you know, promote on Instagram and maybe get a couple of clients or whatever. And so, but I think we're going to do it for Easter. Not too many, especially like 
they're not my kid. I can't really tell them what to do. You know, I gotta like. Hopefully, de- I'll see if my niece kid. and nephew, if, if if my brother wants to do that, you know, yeah. they, they'd be photogenic and got personality. Yeah. So it's just we're gonna try do it a little early, get some Easter photos going, and post them up and see if you know families are down for, you know, a little bit a little bit of change for my time. Nice. And then, yeah, I'm just just editing photos. Like I did Michael's headshots. I did uh, Christmas Sally doing like stuff for his album and songs and things like that. So just a lot of little work on the side, which is keeping me busy. Start to heat up, you know. Winter's winter's almost over, but yeah. And now that everyone's kind of getting more comfortable with everything, and and that's awesome because things that, are getting better. Yeah, because at the beginning it was just like scarce, which is fine. I got to spend more time with the seed and you know shit like that. And but now it's just more work, which is keeping me from going crazy because I stay at home all day. It's like I'm uh, at a stay-at-home prison. It's yeah, tough. Yeah, it's it's. I've heard you mention it. It's um, mentally. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Well, uh, we've got two special guests with us coming to us from the great state of Texas, which we do mess with. <laughs> you want to introduce them, Caesar? So uh, I've known these beautiful ladies for a very long time now. Uh, they are very smart, very ambitious, and they have started their own company, Troop Beauty. Welcome, Chelsea and Jillian. Welcome to the show, ladies. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having What's us up? today. What's up from Colvass, Texas? Oh, yeah, 30 Do I get to like, introduce my, my AKAs? Like, Do it. Chelsea Rose, AKA Chelsea Dog, AKA Coco, AKA Chelsea. <laughs> oh, Coco. What else do I got? I remember Coco from uh, last time you were on, definitely. Oh, Coco. Yeah, yeah, Coco. I'm mm. just kidding. Those are just Chelsea. Um, what's up? Yeah, what are what are your what are yours, Jillian? Mm-hmm. Jillian, <laughs> aka Sharon impersonator, aka Mom Pant Wear, aka I don't know what else I got. Stupid bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, Oof. that one added to the list. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Am I allowed to cuss? Of course. You um, are. Yes, you can okay. cuss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because smart people cuss. So it's it, how you guys. What cities? First of all, where are you located in Texas now? Austin, Texas. And it is cold and there, apparently. Yeah, it's usually. Yeah. Last week it was 80 degrees. It was super nice out. And like we were talking about it before we were we started recording, but it's just really funny how everybody's responding to the cold here because I grew up, I mean, when we grew up in Reno, it was like your ass had to go out into the world, no matter if it was snowing a foot, like, and I had a minivan and I would slip and slide all the way to school. And here everything is getting shut down just because it's cold. It hasn't like, even started right. snowing yet, huh? <laughs> It hasn't started snowing. People are losing their damn minds. Because yeah, they got hot springs. I, but I admittedly am also like losing my mind because it's so cold and I really yeah. just like being cold. I will say, I move here for this. Yeah. It's not normal, you know? So I think that mm-hmm. that's also a little concerning, but what mm-hmm. is normal anymore? Well, it's yeah. uh, good to have you guys here despite mm-hmm. the cold and <laughs> the, the difficulties uh, Texas is facing with the inclement weather, as you said, Jillian. Um, <laughs> inclement weather. <laughs> inclement. <laughs> It's well. it is Valentine's Day weekend, so I, we I wanted to ask you guys, what are your thoughts on Valentine's Day overall as a holiday slash entity in our culture? I mean, like 
culturally it's just like a commercial holiday but that's what all holidays are you know like that's what christmas is and it's like silly and stupid i think it's a nice opportunity to like celebrate the people in your life you know but like it's a little cliche okay yeah i don't i'm not personally like i don't have a lot of opinions on it i'm like if you love it then go off yeah it's a good way to bring people together um also like I'm like, my Valentine's this year are Chelsea and Beverly the Bulldog. So it's like. Yeah. <laughs> Work wives. <laughs> um, I also think that, I mean, like the sentiment of like love, right? Like in a commercial sense is like, like you have to buy somebody like diamonds or jewelry to like, I, I think that's silly. But I think that like, if this year has shown us anything, it's that like loving your people consistently is the only thing that matters, you know, and like your community and like showing up for yourself, you know, so maybe this is can be a reminder to do that or to do sweet things for the people that you love. See, I but agree all in that. all, yeah. it creates a lot of yeah. uh, creates a lot of waste of which I participated in because my apartment right now is covered in XOXO and I love you balloons. So uh <laughs> Treat yourself. Yeah, Chelsea. What do you? What nice thing are you doing for me for Valentine's Day? I already ordered you a present. <laughs> you did. I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> Shit. But like, I'm, we need I'm it more than ever this year, though. After everything that's gone on, yeah. the last 365 yeah. days, you know, just celebrating a good time on Valentine's Day. I feel like you know, we we tried to make that emphasis with our radio show last night. That you know, like. <laughs> we know people don't like it or think it's bullshit, but just for once, just fucking chill out and yeah. have a good time. Also, yeah, just I'm be really sweet. Big, yeah, like I'm also a big thing, a big like big on like just because pop culture is that like loves it doesn't mean you have to hate it. Like exactly, it, just because everyone is really into it, like as long as nobody's getting hurt, like if people want are having a good time doing it, why the hell not? It's you like know? Drake and yeah. Ariana Grande, like just <laughs> yes. Exactly. There are people that just like to be mean about things and mean people suck, dude. You're like, yeah. oh, like also like just so people know not liking things as, in a, as a personality trait is not actually a personality. <laughs> yeah. yeah, being contrarian is just and fucking it's, annoying. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like really cool boring. when you're a sophomore in high school. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. you're like super cynical as a way to show your intelligence to everyone. You don't believe yeah, in all the bullshit, the man. Record. <laughs> yeah none of this matters uh, like okay cool cool 15 year old well damn. actually like literally nothing matters which like you create your own meaning you know exactly. and so you're like halfway you're there with that, that <laughs> bullshit take yeah. on the world that you figured out when you you were jaded because you know you someone lied to you as a kid santa yeah. claus yeah. wasn't real or something yeah, yeah. You don't have a smoker's corner one month too long <laughs> in high school Right? Like with all the punk crust punk kids. <laughs> like, we get it. The scene yeah. isn't like it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That's surreal. So uh ex do a little bit of background. Explain to like the listeners that don't know you guys where you guys are from, how you know, how you guys became friends and how this all happened. Tell us your journey. Uh, um, you wanna go first or you wanna go you want me to go first? I'll ask you a call. Uh, well, I grew up in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in Las Vegas. And when I graduated from high school, I moved to Reno, where I lived and met Jillian, partying as young people uh, for a long time. Uh, my professional background, I was most recently before Troop, the VP of marketing over at Blackbird, which is the last time that I was on y'all's podcast. Um, and I've spent my career as a marketer. 
in marketing and building startups. Um, and yeah, Jillian, you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm also grew up in Reno, Nevada. Oh, I grew up in Reno, Nevada. Obviously, I don't know why I say Nevada on the end of that, but um, <laughs> but I. Mm, I think I've known you. How long have I known you, Caesar? I've known you for like over a decade over, now. It has probably to be since over I was like 16. Something like that. Long, um, long time. Long, so like long time. 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. Y'all are old. Um, okay. So if that says anything about like the scene that I grew up with, let's make that a testament to it. Um, but I was, I was like, in video until about. You? <laughs> I'm 31. She's 45, actually. I was like, what are you, 25? Really, like, she looks really good for her age. Is, <laughs> I, look, I look like I'm 20, uh, 25, which is like a superpower and also annoying as fuck. But <laughs> we're here and we're 31. Mm. So, um, but I eventually left Reno. I moved to LA. I was there for about four years and I started working in the beauty industry and I was a brand manager for a skincare and cosmetics brand that was distributed in like Walmart and, and um, online. And through those experiences, like I also like have always loved like entrepreneurship and starting businesses and like having side hustles and whatnot. Um, but through that experience, I was kind of thinking about like how um, beauty is like already being sold off of recommendations through community recommendations and when we talk about influencers um and then also on top of that like managing a brand i was like this shit is annoying as hell my buyers are really nice but they're making my it way more expensive for me to do business in these retailers so like there's a new opportunity to actually distribute beauty products and at the same time i was really struggling financially in la because I didn't understand how people actually took care of themselves and financially in such an expensive city. And now the story isn't just like related to LA. It's like even Reno or Austin, Texas, right? Like housing is expensive and cost of living is increasing. And so when the beauty industry talks about wellness in this capacity of like, oh, it's just putting on a sheet mask. It's kind of bullshit, you know, like it's really leaving out this like mental health aspect of self self care that also includes financial education and financial security. And so we were like ideating troop and then Chelsea, like the timing of it was like super kick-ass. She was having an exit with Blackbird. And then with our powers combined, we uh, got troop launched, <laughs> which it launched this year, this or June of 2020. June. Really cool time to launch a business. <laughs> I bet it was super LOL. exciting. Yeah. Um, fun fact: we were supposed to be called Scout Beauty, and a day after our, our trademark was awarded, we got a cease and desist from the Girl Scouts of America because uh, <laughs> they make chapstick, oh, <laughs> and there could be some potential overlap. So you're not. We do not. Stand and you don't. You don't want to mess Scouts. with the Girl Scouts. You don't want to mess with the Girl you Scouts. You don't. They sue no. the Boy Scouts when the Boy Scouts tried to drop boy from their name to be more inclusive. They're corporate sharks. Um, but that's why we're called Troop. Yeah. Wow. So that quick pivot is ridiculous. <laughs> yes. No. Like yeah. fucking Girl Scouts that's of America out there just bullying people. Mm-hmm. I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want those thin meat. <laughs> delicious cookies yeah it really reminded me of what it was i was like wow the fish rots from the head down and now i'm getting triggered 
from all of my Girl Scout experiences when I was like nine. <laughs> so, were you guys believed. Boy Scouts? I was a Boy Scout, like from probably, I don't know, till third grade or so. And yeah, I, I, it was super cool. Like I still lived in the Bay Area, so I, I, it was probably a different experience than people who had it in Reno. But it was, it was cool. I loved it. Like my f- best friends were in it. We did cool shit and tied knots yeah learn like went like <laughs> out in the wilderness and yes. i remember like learning the national anthem for one of my badges and all sorts of weird things we used to do how many badges did you get uh, i don't know i was i don't dude this was like 1988 i can't remember that far back i definitely <laughs> remember there's a Weeblo scouts i remember a uh, derby car race all sorts of cool shit mm. that you did as a kid growing up in the 80s yeah, not me. All the the Girl Scouts got like, I just remember making wigs. I remember going camping one what? time. What? You well, made like, wigs? We made, like wigs out of like paper, like out of paper. That's insane. Paper. I, I was like, I want to be stabbing things, you know, like or like cutting, tying <laughs> knots. Yeah, stabbing. learning how to whittle or something. <laughs> make, make a fire. Down. What? Wood. So Jillian's a very violent hard. person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I was making um, wigs, I probably would have wanted to stab something too as an eight-year-old. Yeah. Very true. I was like, I should be hunting rabbit right now. This no, is bullshit. Um, How am I going to learn? Like, when am I ever going to use this survival skill? Life skills. I need them. <laughs> Help me. I'm like, oh, it's the end of the world. Oh, I got you. I can make a construction paper wig. <laughs> like, At least you look good. It's fucking yeah. <laughs> Terrible. That's, That's terrible. all that matters, right? Unless you're like, a, like yeah. a James Bond agent guy that makes, uh, you know, disguises. But yeah, they're like, but it's like all these like really weird disguises that are completely obvious. That <laughs> yeah. it's like a like the construction paper wig. They're like, well, who is this psycho? <laughs> like, who is? This? It won't be like Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a little bit more like it. Uh, wow. That's what. A, what an amazing sidebar that was. Sorry. No, just uh, talking about no, no, it was great. I'm like, I haven't thought about being in the Boy Scouts in 25 years. What a great walk down memory lane for me and and terrible one for Jillian. Yes. (laughs) I'm triggered and I'll have to go journal after this, but you're on top of the world, Chuck. But we'll be in the journal. There we go. I'm just picturing, I'm picturing like, like I knew how to sew back then. I'm picturing sewing like my badge onto my little thing and everything. My mom helping me. Yeah, I was like, it didn't teach me. My mom, like, let me stop going to the Girl Scouts. She was like, they're not nice. <laughs> You're not in that anymore. Uh, so that was a nice uh, tool about setting boundaries. I was like, thanks, mom. Yeah, letting you, you not go. The, the way you were to that is interesting. Yeah. We don't like, have to unpack. We choice. don't have to unpack. <laughs> it's your choice. This isn't an hour therapy session for me. <laughs> Unless you want to zoom, right. zoom us some money later. So, <laughs> Nothing free. So, uh, Troop, as it got started, how uh, like did the, the concept evolve from you guys thinking of it to launching it last June? And how did the, the pandemic affect that? Well, was gonna, we were going to launch as a single brand. And we were in the product development process to manufacture our own products in like developing formulas. Um, and then February came 2020 and the world shut down. Uh, but we realized that it was an opportunity cause we're still going to do that, but to put that on hold, but like the beauty retail 
was changing really dramatically, right? Like try before you buy in Sephora and Ulta, like that's done because nobody wants to fucking go and like try on moisturizer that other people put their hands in, right? And so, <laughs> and also like physically going to stores was done. So we had the opportunity to expedite our business plan because we were going to introduce third-party brands onto the platform in year three. Uh, and we just really fast-tracked that and launched as a, a retailer, so a full retailer. And we have 17 brands on the site today. 70% of them are women-owned, 60% are BIPOC-owned, uh, which is something that we're really proud of. And we uh, simplified our, we have a brand ambassador program and we call our brand ambassador scouts and we simplified the benefit program for them. Um, so they get, cause seven, like Jillian said, 75% of all product purchasing decisions in the beauty space are made thanks to the recommendation of a, friends or a friend or a family member. And we think that the people making those recommendations should benefit from them. And so they can earn if they want to a 15% commission. So kind of like this like side hustle for any recommendations that they make. But the cherry on top is that they're provided access to retirement savings accounts so that they can start investing in their future today. So any beauty lover anywhere, 18 years or older, can be a scout, they can earn points towards products, they can make some side hustle money that they can then invest literally in their retirement, uh, which is pretty cool. Wow. Nice. Did I miss Look anything at you guys. Yeah. Uplifting and empowering yeah. using your, your knowledge for good. We hope right. we are. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I mean, and for so long, I mean, the beauty industry is one of the biggest industries in the world, too, or like a really massive industry. It's valued, depending on what number you're looking at, is $81 billion in the U.S. alone. And a lot of the decisions, ago. two years, yeah. And a lot of the decisions that are being made in it are being made by men, and it's impacting predominantly women in this process. And so, like, how do you take something that everyone looks at as kind of shallow or this like industry that's like oh it's all vanity based and actually make it about something that's a lot more than that because beauty and like is a tool like moisturizer is a tool just like your personal finances just like a retirement fund right it's all investing in yourself today for a better tomorrow and and like the users within the industry of beauty products are multifaceted they do they want to feel good they want to look good, but they also want to be financially secure and they care about money. They care about their communities. They care about, um, their impact on the world. And so we want to create work. We are creating a beauty retailer that really takes that into account instead of mm -hmm. identifying the beauty industry as like this, like fast paced, like consume, consume, consume. It's like more intentional. A more holistic yeah. thing. With, yeah. With one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, self-care has always existed in these silos and we've been in meetings too with like pitching to like vc dudes and old white guys and we've been like laughed at when we say that we're like using beauty as the conduit to provide access to like financial tools and education as well as like talk about mental health and all these other things because they have said that like beauty consumers don't care about those things and I mean, like that, it, that is the thesis statement of why what we're creating is so important because people like, they just don't get it. And like Jillian and I are our target demographic and my whole life when I grew up, like money was really, really scary and intimidating. Uh, and we didn't have a lot of it. And it was like very fight or flight relationship with money. But at the same time, I watched my mom be able to use 
beauty is this tool for transformation. She could go get like a $5 lipstick at Walgreens and totally transform the way that she felt about herself and the way that she presented to the world. But she was very disempowered financially and, and stayed in uh, really toxic, uh, abusive relationships with men because of finances. And like, so what if, how would my life be different if my mother was taught about like compounding interest or how to set a personal budget using a tool like her mascara, you know, and how powerful that is. Um, so it's pretty exciting. Sometimes it feels really exciting. Sometimes it feels like insurmountable, but I think that's what starting a business is. That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's very intentional. As you said, uh, Jillian. Um, so as you guys have launched, um, how has the reaction been from your friends and people who use your products when they find out all the the story behind your brand and what you guys are trying to do? Our community has been super supportive. And honestly, we, I mean, we're lucky that we have such a wonderful network of humans that believe in what we're doing and the mission of what we're doing. And they share however they can and they support us, whether it's giving recommendations, whether it's like purchasing from the website. Um, and so I think that the, the, it's been a fantastic response. Um, what about you? And like, we fuck with Reno super hard, like (laughs) all of our friends and family and like community in, in like everywhere where we have community that was supportive, but like Reno especially has championed us, uh, in a way, not that we didn't expect, but in a way that was like surprising in like a really nice way. Um, and then like our scouts, we have 300 scouts, which is what we call our brand ambassadors because fuck the girl scouts, um, <laughs> just kidding. Girl scouts don't sue me. Uh, <laughs> um, but our brand, so we have 300 participating scouts. And then I would say about 20% of those 300 scouts are like super scouts. So they're highly involved, super active. We've like, even one of our scouts is an attorney and she's like our trademark attorney. And so like, we've been able to work with them in really interesting ways, which is really exciting and get feedback on like the product development process for like, just like the overall products that we have on the site and like the, and what we talk about. And so that's really cool too. Now we feel like we have like this really killer foundation though, so that we can scale. So the six, the past six months have been really exciting. Uh, we held off on fundraising until we could get this like proof of concept into play and the customer acquisition data. But now we are ready to, to scale and really, uh, build out our brand awareness on a national level. Do you think, uh, the, the speeding up of your original process, like you said earlier, uh, due to COVID has affected the business positively or just helped you guys be more creative? I think that I mean, COVID has proven our business model. Yeah, it's like made it's it's shown that a people need access to financial resources and preparedness tools more than ever, and b that retail, in the way that it traditionally has been presented to us, isn't as sustainable as it used to be. Because nobody's going to walk into a Sephora or an Ulta anymore and dip their hand into a vat of moisturizer because it's just filled with everybody's germs, right? So it's like it really helped reaffirm it. And like, eventually we'll have our own products too. Like we were, that was the original plan. But for now we have this, like we, the brands on the site we're in love with and the founders behind that are creating them are 
creating them for real problems that are that real people are experiencing for their communities. And it's really cool to be able to support and also help echo their missions within our platform and like expose new people and even scouts to these really badass people, these founders with these really badass brands who deserve to have the platform to share it with them, to, to be heard is where I'm going with that. So it, yeah, that was a long winded way of saying it. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like expediting it to like it's proven our business model and it's made it us like achieve like things that we didn't think were going to be possible for us, like being a full retailer and I'm like like exponentially. I mean, that's how we launched, you know. Uh, and so, with all of the challenges and things that COVID has brought, it has also brought an immense amount of opportunity for us. Mm -hmm. And as we go out and start talking to potential investors and angels. Um, they really now can like understand more so maybe than they would have previously why a new avenue of distribution is so essential for these indie beauty brands because those shelves are super cluttered and like now you see Sephora and Ulta doing these things like scrambling for partnerships like Sephora is going to be in Kohl's which is really bizarre and Ulta is going to do partnerships in Target because they're trying to figure out how to reach new customer new customers but even when they're in those stores, like it's so noisy, you know, and how do you reach new customers and educate on all these brands when like I'm going to Target to buy like socks and like new dishware, you know what I mean? I'm not right. going to necessarily for looking things. for that. Yeah. And so now when we're talking to potential investors and mentors, they really understand why a new avenue of distribution for independent beauty brands is so important. Do you think those and by guys focusing on community? Hmm? You think those guys that laughed at you before will understand <laughs> yes. what you're trying to do now? I mean, they're probably still yeah, scrambling. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think that some people don't get it and that's totally fine because like, I think that's also how you create things that are really disruptive is that not everybody's going to get it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people need to see everything in action and see the success of something validated before they're willing to jump on board. And I personally tried to never take that personally um, because if I did, I would probably just not do a lot of things in my life. You know, I would just stop right there. Um, so I wish them the best. To that point, like sometimes it's tight when certain people don't get you because you're like, you're not my people. You're not the target and it's okay audience. That exactly. You don't get it. Yeah. You're not the target audience. And I, quite frankly, maybe wouldn't enjoy you as a person and your values right. in real life. And you don't get me. And maybe that's a testament to who I am as an individual and what we're building as a company. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the older I get and the last four <laughs> years have proven to me that everyone to me over like 47 years old is a little sus. When it comes to like their ability, <laughs> but just their ability to imagine a better world and different ways of living, yeah. and mm -hmm. to even recognize how terrible things currently are and how they could be mm -hmm. different with just a change in their perception or listening to people who have different experiences mm -hmm. from than them. Oh yeah. my gosh, that story! I remember one time when I was at UNR, I got into a fight with one of my professors because we were talking about manufacturing in China. Physical, physical fight. Oh uh, yeah, we got like we. <laughs> I kicked his ass. <laughs> Five, two. 
over here, um, one inch punching my professor. Um, but I, he was talking about how it's impossible to, to, um, ethically manufacture in a place like China. And I was like, no, you're wrong because all you need are people who care enough to actually be paying attention. Like that's all it takes in the world is like for people to pay attention and educate on how to do the right things and like have the right procedures and put into place the right processes. And like, he refused to believe it, but I was like, cool, this is why the world is the way it is because everybody's sitting here and they're like, that's not possible. So we're not even going to try it. Mm-hmm. And like in the way that the world is heading, like we need to start thinking that the impossible is possible because yeah, because the world is fucked up. Yeah, climate change <laughs> is insane. Like, just waste is piling up on waste. Like, I have no time. Is, like, yeah, I have no time for people to tell me something can't be done or just yeah, it doesn't work. I'm like, fuck you. Like, most Americans Same. think all these things don't work where they work literally in every other fucking country yes. in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, we're the yeah. exception. And they're telling me, Oh, that's not like, it, it doesn't matter if it's education, politics, business, mm-hmm. everything, like every way of thing about our way of life is going to change. Mm-hmm. It is changing. Mm-hmm. And some people yes. are still like arguing how the change that's happening isn't even possible. <laughs> it like yeah, hurts, them. Like, it hurts exactly. them so much that things are changing. It's wild. And, yeah. and but why are we so tied to the existing systems that like have not been serving us for so long? Why are we so because <laughs> people are, to shed have it, Stockholm you know? syndrome and are fucking brainwashed? Like pe- poor people mm-hmm. think capitalism is 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 working for them. I'm like, no, it ain't. Your third generation, you're ain't. the third generation in your family live in poverty. This shit obviously has yeah. not been working for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But don't take it from me. Propaganda I'm a fucking so, I'm a fucking socialist because maybe I'm questioning like the thing that hasn't been yeah. working for sixty years. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You're you're the problem, Sean. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Maybe, like we're like maybe we should like think about doing it this different way, and they're like, "Fuck you." Exactly. Yeah, and I think that like change is scary for a lot of people, you know. Which, um, I mean, that's a whole different conversation, but also like. I don't know. I think that people don't like change because obviously it's comfortable to be in the same position, right? But like, mm-hmm. if your situation is already uncomfortable, then like, what the hell do you have to lose? Yeah, talk about that because you that guys makes... have have moved obviously from Reno, L.A., Texas, taking some chances. Um, like, yeah, describe our life is descri- like a weird movie. <laughs> yeah, describe but describe how that felt and, yeah. and the risk. Obviously, these. What you've done is taken risk and taken a belief in yourself that maybe some other people don't have. I personally, I like have this weird thing where maybe I'm like a psychopath or something, but like I perceive risk a little bit differently. Like I, I mean, I originally left Reno because I wanted to work in entertainment, fashion or the beauty industry. And I knew I couldn't really do that in Reno. So LA was the most obvious choice because it was so close. It was close. I could still drive to Reno and I could get exposure. And I had a network there because like there's this like weird Reno effect within LA mm-hmm. where all of us are aware. We're aware, yeah. Okay. And um and so like I always saw that like it was as an opportunity. Like I always kind of view my risks as opportunities, you know, like and then I was there for four years 
and like so many great things happened. And then moving to Austin was another opportunity. And so it's like leaving community behind is like, that's the hardest part of, I think any transition to a new place. Um, but like, there's a lot of power in changing the narrative associated with like the fear of taking an off a chance, but it's like, it's actually just can be re-represented re as opportunity, you know? And so I like, also like my identity, like my, my feelings towards like the idea of like a home is a little bit different. Like Reno is still my home, you know, like even though I don't live there, my family's there. A lot of my friends are there. And, but like home can be like a feeling or an idea or like a, like a bar that you go to and you like talk to people, right? Like there's so many different versions of it that is important to not be tied to like one version. Yeah. Chelsea, you got anything? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've, I've lived a lot of different places in my life. And so like moving uh, this past year, I'm my Siri keeps activating. Sorry. Um, it's like, it's exciting. And then I just think like, if I look back, what, like, if I look back on my life when I'm like 60 years old or like 70 years old, if I have the opportunity to live a long life like that, um, and I didn't do the things that I wanted to do because I was too scared or, you know what I mean? It like, I just, I don't want that. Like, and I, I like actively pretty regularly, like, this is what I want my life to look like in five years. This is what I want my life to look like in 10 years. And I make decisions based on that. And so it feels exciting and sometimes it feels scary. Um, but if I failed to do that, you know, and played small, which I did for a long time in like my relationships and people pleasing and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not playing that game no more, you know? Yeah. And if not me, then who, you know? Exactly. Invest in yourself, take the risk because it's an opportunity and mm -hmm. it usually it's, you know, worth the squeeze. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Even if, if it, and also, yeah, like the idea of failure too, is this like, what does that even mean? Exactly. It's so, it's not black and white, right? Like this, mm -hmm. there's not, it's not a rigid concept. And I think that like experience, like I almost think that there's no such thing as failure either, unless you're yeah. like Bernie Madoff and you're like conning people out of tons of money and you get caught <laughs> and like, I don't think anybody should do that. As long as you're like, operating from a place of integrity. Integrity and, and ethically. Right. And, um, and it's just like a tool that like society puts on us to like, so we can intentionally be hard on ourselves for like not mm -hmm. accomplishing certain things, but like mm -hmm. action is accomplishment yeah. every day. Right. And they're going to like meet so many remarkable people too here, you know, and like make new friends. So, and like build have this experience of launching it. Like I get to say forever for the rest of my life, I launched a business with my best friend in the middle of a fucking pandemic, like in 2020, but at this like really traumatic time, like I get to say that forever. And that is something that I'm proud of, but also like, you don't know what you don't know. And like I've experienced so many things here, living here in Texas. And I don't know if I'll be here forever, but like, and met so many remarkable people that I wouldn't have had the opportunity if we hadn't moved here, you know, mm -hmm. and the same thing with LA. And it's just like, it's exciting. People are tight. Too. People are so cool. I love, people. I love people. I love them. Yeah. Like how funny people are Reno community even like, yeah. I mean, and we so talk about you guys all the time. 
We're like, we have the sickest <laughs> friends on the planet. I can't wait to take y'all there. They're like, I'm They're kidding. insane. And like, and like, that's what's we'll go to this bar called Public House. <laughs> we will not yeah. go to Shays. <laughs> And that's what sucks about this no is just the human interaction with each other, you know, because that's what I miss. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. running, running into people like I just happened yeah. to run into you guys at public house and we're talking for hours, you know, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. And people community is like very important. And that's that's what I, you know, dearly miss right now. I know. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm like organically going to a coffee shop without like your a mask on and just like running into your homie and being able to hug them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like casually stopping somewhere on the way home to get a drink. Yeah. And running into people instead of having to plan it out two weeks in advance to make sure like (laughs) you know, like someone wasn't exposed or isn't quarantining Mm. or whatever. Yeah. (sighs) I've been doing this insane thing where I have the mask on and like I'll look at people like and I keep catching myself doing it and I need to stop it. But like I'll be like making eye contact with them and like I miss like smiling at people and like being nice and being like, I acknowledge that you're a human and you exist and you are within my presence you know right what? now. I still do it and like I noticed my coworkers do you can tell even with the mask on in their eyes and like how they move. Because yeah. I think, yeah, I, it's something I was like, why am I doing this? And I realized people were still smiling back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been like, I'm smiling. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> like saying it. You say it? <laughs> sometimes i'm like i'm not being creepy i'm smiling hi how are you you know i'm like yeah you gotta gotta have a clear mask you gotta have the the future space yeah the future space ones that they're coming out with all kinds of weird and creepy i'll breathe like hella heavy and like all of my breath will just go around it as long as you're not pulling your mask down to talk i think you're okay (laughs) i know that would be that yeah Oh my gosh. Talk talk louder. Don't pull your mask down. Just fucking talk louder. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'd have to do it all day as a teacher. You could fucking do like that's what I don't understand, but whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Or cover your damn nose. Javel's mask, so his nose is always out. I'm like, Javel, cover your nose, dude. A lot of a lot of people. That's how they roll. I mean, that's me all day to my students. Mm -hmm. Like, hey bro, dude. If I have to wear my mask over my nose. You definitely have to wear your mask over your nose in my yeah, classroom. Yeah, you little tiny super spreaders. Cover <laughs> yeah. And it sucks with glasses, yeah. too, you know? Like, you have to get a good yeah. mask, get a nice tight seal, you know, so it doesn't fog up too much. Yeah, the mask I got is perfect. You can put a little Band-Aid. Mine mm-hmm. rides up high on my nose so that my, my glasses go yeah. over it, and it still covers mm-hmm. the rest of my... Mm-hmm. It's just a gigantic mask. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's super comfortable. Yeah. But, this has been it's been so cold here that my glasses the moment i walk into a store like the grocery store like they're just like completely fogged up from <laughs> the cold the transition from like cold to hot mm-hmm. and it's like there's like a moment of like going like this <laughs> and it's like, until i realize that i can take them off i have that power <laughs> so uh, this is a struggle we never thought we would have to experience but we're doing it y'all we're doing it. I mean, yeah, it's been a year at this point. Like we're all what a year. We're, what we're a all weird experts year. at it. Should be used to it by now. <laughs> They've been doing it in China and Japan the whole forever. I know? know. When I lived in China, that's why like everybody would. I mean, I think it was more of a tool because like pollution was really bad, and like it was also nice, a good way to keep your hands off of your face. But now, hopefully, it becomes a. Little, I think I would wear a mask for the foreseeable future. Just like I haven't been sick, I haven't gotten a cold in like a year. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the the incredible. first time I felt bad was when I had my second shot. vaccine shot, like last two weeks ago. I was like, oh, I, I haven't felt bad in so long because 
everyone's been super healthy and careful. Mm-hmm. Like, we should live like this yeah. all the time. I know. Did you get I... the Moderna or the Pfizer vaccine? Pfizer. Mm, that's the one I want. How are you feeling? I mean, I, I got Do you have it. any side effects? The, the second shot, like, I got it on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon, and I was fine all day Saturday. And then, like, Sunday mid-morning, I got super tired, and Sunday night had, like, uh, a little fever. But by Monday afternoon, I was fine. So nice. mine were super, my girlfriend had even less. Like, she got hers and uh, took the next day off, and by the next night was fine. And, and Yeah, my mom just slept a lot then, uh, on the second shot. She like slept a whole like 10, 12 hours or something. Five out of five would recommend. <laughs> I know. I want it so bad. I want it. I'm, we're unessential, dude. We're super unessential. <laughs> we're the least essential. Yeah. We're the so unessential. Ah. Uh, yeah, we made but... plans for the weekend to go out. Like, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> we got that two weeks in. Like, this shit's working. Like, <laughs> God, like that, talk... Us and the five other people we know who have it. We're going to go have a good time. Yeah, they're gonna make reservations I, at a bar and go get drunk. <laughs> dude, that's cool. Seriously, go yeah. off. I figured out I have. Well, I realized I. So I have known I've had asthma my entire life, but because of that, I qualify for the shot. But now there's no one. There's nowhere in Texas that has like in Austin that has any of them available. Oh dang. Yeah, I will say so, like like Washoe County's been pretty good. They've already got fifteen percent of people vaccinated here, and they're gonna start appoint. They started appointments like at uh, drugstores yesterday. So what? yeah, like so my cool. parent, like anyone over sixty five can make an appointment so far, and they've got like all, every teacher and like most essential workers and and like childcare workers vaccinated already. So yeah, they're gonna. Oh, yeah they're they're moving pretty quickly like mm-hmm. i have a group of like 10 friends and we were at a like snack exchange before the super bowl last weekend and seven of the people had already gotten vax at least one shot and like four of us had gotten two both shots that's so tight that's yeah. so exciting so tight. and they're like we're and so they're excited like, to get it yeah in nine months or whatever it's it's <laughs> like i hear people not wanting it they're like Cool, like more for the people who do. Yeah, I was like, if that's if that's. I'm sorry. Like, let's talk about chemical spills in Washoe County. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. In Burnley, like if you swam, if, in if the you water swam source. at the marina, you could get the fucking <laughs> yes. vaccine. Yes. Oh, gross! <laughs> who does that? <laughs> I swam at the marina. Gross! And, like, You're gross. No, no, it was a like gross. summer camp at the YMCA or like something like that, and we swam. I was like maybe like. I was like ten. I was young. I worked. Like, I worked at one of those. We went once a that's month. That's why you have asthma, bitch. And I never fucking went in the water. Like the kids would be like, like, I'm like, yeah, go nuts, guys. I'm not getting in that water because I know what that used <laughs> yeah. to be. I'm yeah. like, the, if you get in trouble, the lifeguards will save you. I never yeah. set foot in that water. No. Also, yeah. that like Hard weird pass. waterfront property yeah. that they have there that they've created a marina and they're mm. just like weird people like paddleboarding around that. And I'm just like, what's happy? What is happening? Yeah. What is this simulation? Did you pay more or less for that <laughs> weird condo? Yeah. Like, I remember Helm's Pit. So <laughs> like, I remember the thing was called Helm's Pit and those fits around. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Because I remember they put oh. they put in fish oh. and it wouldn't last in there. <laughs> if the fish came, brought last. like I remember when they trucked down yeah. the sand from mm. Tahoe to make the like we used to go play volleyball, but I wasn't going in that goddamn water. No <laughs> yeah. way. Maybe that's why you're allergic uh, to everything, Julian. To it, so. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're allergic. It smells like, in a, yeah, it smells like in a way that like dry, arid places are not supposed to have that smell. Like Texas mm-hmm. smells like that because it's swampy. Like it's, it's like really humid and wet everywhere. But like Reno ain't supposed to smell like that. No, it's supposed to be desert mm-hmm. and pine and fucking beautiful, mm-hmm. like Tahoe. Exactly. I, like yeah, yeah. I feel like that. You hit it the nail on the head. When I'm around the marina, I get the sense that I'm around a swamp. <laughs> Which has never uh-huh. been something that has appealed to me. Like, yeah. oh, let's go swim in the swamp has never been said by people. Like, <laughs> Yeah, things that are not supposed to, like, exist in, in, like, normal humanity. Things that are really dangerous live in swamps. Right. Like breeding amoebas, alligators. Oh, God, the breeding amoebas. She talks about breeding amoebas a lot. Okay. We're in Texas, y'all, and we have to think about these kinds of things. And every time, every time I think about using a neti pot, I think of brain and amoebas and boil the shit out of that water. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let uh-huh. it extra boil a little bit longer. Hell, if I'm gonna get a brain and amoeba, I'll tell you. Yeah, of all the, the ways I want to die, it's not gonna be in a fucking internet article about someone <laughs> who didn't boil their water on their neti pot. Yeah, like the How often are you guys like- doing neti pots? I haven't done one in like two years. I don't know. Like, because I always think of fucking brain amoebas. And I'm like, eh, I'll just wait this out a couple more days. And if it doesn't get better, then I'll do it. Yeah. I went through a heavy neti pot phase a few months ago. She did. For allergies. Yeah. Last year I almost broke down. But with COVID and everything, I was like too fucking scared. Like, I don't get brain amoebas, COVID. Like, I'll just. The key is you have to get spring water in the like the big jugs, mm. and then you. I would those. wake up and she'd be like, I, dra- I, "I drained my sinuses today." <laughs> <laughs> like I know, bitch, because we were roommates. Uh. <laughs> I saw the neti pot. Saw the system. Well, you want to watch Chelsea? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes you, I understand, Julian. I have super bad allergies sometimes, and thank you. You want to? You want to get that? You know. If, my allergies have never been crazier than they are here in texas because it's all humid and like like you said swampy yeah. oh they got all sorts of ragweeds and grasses growing and stupid shit There's cedar fever y'all too. ever heard of cedar fever no mm-hmm. dude it's a thing i don't know if it's all over texas but it is big i think must wherever there's cedar probably east texas where we are east and central but cedar season is like from december to march and it the allergies give you the symptoms of the flu and it's really wild and for some people it doesn't kick it like you get like a fucking fever like a hundred degree fever which is must be wild for people that get really bad cedar fever right now because they are all concerned they have covid but like it doesn't really kick in bad until like year three or year four of being a resident here of like living in this this space for some reason uh so you think it'd be the opposite like you could build yeah. immunity but it just gets worse every year can't wait cool so, cool cool hard pass on texas <laughs> also also texas is sick but the, a funny thing about texas is they call their rivers lakes here there's like all these rivers everywhere there's tons and tons of water like ladybird lake but it's a river or the like Austin. it's the colorado river and it's just like these like it, big areas of the Colorado river and they call them lakes and they call everything a hike 
but there are not mountains. It's just like walking just straight. Hill country. And I'm like, y'all know that this is just walking, right? It's not a hike. <laughs> not a hike. <laughs> um, You're not walking over but, anything and you know, having a backpack no, or just a walk. It's just it's no Tahoe. Walking. Yeah. Uh, but Texas is pretty great. Yeah. It is fun. fun. I've been to Texas and it is fun. Well, uh, what's the future for the business? Chelsea you talked about earlier. Where, where do you guys mm. hope to, you know, in a perfect world, where do you guys hope to be in five years? Joe, you want to get? Yeah, well, so expand. I mean, we want to build a community that is providing access to like all these financial resources and wellness tools for young people all throughout the U.S. You know, like, and really provide value to people in a way that the beauty industry hasn't served them. And so, like, by the end of this year, our goal is to have 3,000 scouts participating in um, our ambassador program, but then also make sure that 30% of them have opened up retirement funds so they can start saving today um, for their financial futures and their retirements. But along the way, like, we see an opportunity to continue giving you know, like bringing in more brands to continue amplifying their voices through these communities and these net, like this network of like of young people who are passionate about beauty and their financial futures, but expanding within our community, like more resources to around financial education. So like being able to like be a resource for young people to come and understand that you can be a dynamic person who loves the beauty industry, but also their financial future. And like, it's like an interesting question to like put into words because like Chelsea and I always talk about like, you know, where we see ourselves and it's like so weird to think about like that in five years, like we will get there. It's just like the vision of like having this like really cool system that has never been done in the beauty industry and just continuously like always serving the people that like believe in it and educating as much as we can. You know, if it were like one sentence in five years, true beauty will be the way that young people shop for beauty products. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's yes. it, mm -hmm. you know, and like, that's what we want. And the way that we're going to do that is by centering on community first and building a community that provides all those really killer resources. Awesome. Can't wait to see it. Mm -hmm. We'll have you guys back on then. Hopefully we'll all oh, yeah. be in. in a better place. Yes. Without masks and maybe in person. <laughs> in person would be tight. That would know? be tight. Yeah, I miss my friends. Yeah, I need to. I keep want to hug everybody. Yeah, I keep telling Sean Austin is an awesome city. Yeah, y'all have is. to come out here too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, come visit us mm -hmm. when there's music and stuff. Yeah. Maybe not during Cedar Fever. Yeah. yeah. You probably We're won't. At the end of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're at the end of it. But yeah, maybe not. July or August because it's hot. It's as, so hot. It is a wild. It is a like humid hot. Is it like a it like permeates your whole being? And I like the heat, and I still like it. But most people don't like it. No, I'm from the Bay Area. So, so like, that's yeah, that's unacceptable. It's very different. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Julian don't like it either. Beverly yeah. doesn't like it. I got myself. I got a. I got like a classic truck as like my daily driver. But I told myself, I was like, if I get this truck, I cannot complain about the heat with no AC. And I've done great. 
I'm like, now I'm like cruising all the time. I'm like, I like this truck. It's cool as hell. But, and I look like I'm keeping it together, but inside I'm falling apart, but not going to complain. I, I, I didn't have AC in my old car for a while and driving around in the summertime, you just kind of got used to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you do. It's probably way worse there because the humidity. The humidity adds so much. It's crazy. Swamp ass is a thing, y'all. My friend used to yeah, keep a driving t-shirt when he lived. Where did he live? Somewhere in the south Who? where it was humid. My friend had a like a t-shirt he would put on when he drove because he would like he didn't have AC oh, and would sweat because your back. Mm-hmm. And then he would take the same it off. Shirt? He would gross. like take it off and like leave it out so it would like dry out. <laughs> And like change into his shirt and like go wherever he had to go. Yeah, you do what you gotta do. <laughs> one day it I'll get one, AC in the one. truck. But is that your way of saying fine. you have one too? <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the wind panels on the sort of the like the wind triangle things to vent like, towards you. you? Call them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's the key is just hitting like fifty miles per hour and like. I'm like, oh, it's the same thing as air conditioning. Yeah, I mean, like, here, because it's so dry and my hair's so long, I would just, like, wash my hair and leave my hair wet and then go drive with the windows down. And it was a great feeling. Cooled you off. and every- But mm-hmm. there, you might not be able to do that with all that humidity. No. Mm-hmm. no. Might not dry. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Yeah, just take <laughs> a Lyft or an Uber, I guess. Yeah. Are those yeah. illegal there? <laughs> what's the- I-, I remember they tried. Not, uh, it's Texas. <laughs> Texas don't Our governor is gaslighting us. <laughs> Who's like a Texas governor? Is it Rick Scott? Is that no? Um, No, 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 no. Uh, um, What's not Governor Greg Abbott? Abbott. Abbott. That's right. Yeah, the guy who uh, like limited the uh, the drop boxes to one per county during the election. I I remember. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking. Yeah, real big into voter suppression over here. Yeah. Sweet. But there are so many, re- like when people talk about Texas and they talk about those things, there are so many remarkable grassroots activists working in these communities in Austin and Houston and Dallas. And Austin just reallocated, they, they reall- defunded the police, uh, like, and are now reallocating those funds to buy, purchase like hotels to create housing for unhoused folks in our community. And they're doing like really, really remarkable things. So it's easy to talk shit about Texas on a broader level for people and like diminish the work that's being done here. But I think that that's super problematic. No, we call it 2024, Texas is blue. Let's go. It's going to be, it's going to be like Georgia. Oh, I, I, we had a whole, we had a whole betting pool and I bet that Texas was going to go blue. (laughs) I I had faith Mm -hmm. right up until the night before the election when they're like (laughs) showing some of the early returns and I was like, damn it. But it didn't, it ended up not mattering, but uh, yeah, it's a wrap. If that happens, like 54 electoral votes. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, You said, you know, you guys said you had an hour. Uh, we had just a couple more questions we were going to ask you guys before you went. Our little meandering questions section. Is that, you guys, is that cool? Yeah, do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Caesar, you want to hit him with the first one? Three essentials. Oh, God. Three essentials you guys can't leave the house with. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Like, uh, like for me, it's like is fu- your phone is that no. like no, not that your doesn't phone. Count, right? Besides your like phone and yeah. your wallet okay. and your keys. Yeah, like for me, I need my head, okay. my headphones, my camera, and like usually like a knife or something. You know, like an every <laughs> a an, knife. It, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> it's like it's like a utility tool. You know, like it yeah. helps. It helps you, you guys are in Texas. You Hold guys on. know. I have a yeah. really quick story. So we came home this morning. And there was a fucking butter knife just sitting. We have like this huge rock at the bottom of our steps. 
And there was just a random butter knife sitting on this fucking rock next to our stoop when we came home this morning. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Someone's bread um, got buttered. So not a butter knife. That's not <laughs> mine. bread got fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think mine are, well, my first one is I have this little Bluetooth speaker because my car doesn't have a radio in it, so I use it as my speaker. Julian, so Julian, I do the exact same thing. I just bought, <laughs> I bought a stereo the other day and I have an appointment in two weeks to get it installed. But for the last two years, I've done the same fucking thing. <laughs> Congratulations. I cannot wait to be in your position. I'm very happy for you. Um, Best $85 I've spent in a while. Yeah, my friend is like, just install a sound bar and we'll hook it up to the battery. I'm like, no, I'll just get a stereo. Um, But so my little Bluetooth speaker, my AirPods, and then like also, I always like have a snack with me. I love snacks. And I never know in case of emergency when I'm going to need a snack. So I usually like pack a snack. Okay. That's good. That's good. Um, Me, I'm like 42 lipsticks with a lipstick, lip gloss, like always a myriad of lip care products. Uh, I'm really into this product that we have on the site right now, the Noda Botanics Multi-Benny Sticks. And it's like a multi-use lip and cheek tint. So shameless plug for that product, but also like there's probably like four of them in my bag right now. Um, I have this beautiful lips, like old school lipstick application mirror that like cosmetics mirror that my sister got me, this Christian Louboutin one, cause my sister's very fancy, um, that is always with me. And also probably my AirPods because dude, AirPods are a game changer. Chelsea got me a pair for Christmas changed my freaking life <laughs> yeah they are literally game teacher yeah she's not using them right now because her computer doesn't I'm is not a mess just not so. a Mac. <laughs> so those are my three things awesome. and give or take beverly beverly typically typically goes with me everywhere mm. but she'd rather be in air conditioning that's my dog huh she'd rather be in the air conditioning though probably yeah she's got a cart though that i have <laughs> like a little <laughs> This is embarrassing. I don't know why I decided to share this. But when it gets too hot, I just pull her around in the cart. Okay. And and I got her, you know, like how construction workers wear like bandana those wet. bandanas with like the freezing thing in them? I have those for Beverly. Nice. Yeah, those things I've used at Burning Man and at music festivals. Those things are awesome. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine they how much your awesome. dog must love them. Yes. Beverly loves it. Bev, come here, babe. She's not going to come. No. Sleeping. She's chilling. <laughs> All right. Well, next question. What is the best food in Austin other than barbecue and Tex-Mex? Mm, ramen Tatsuya. It's the best ramen I've ever had in my life. Awesome. Sweet. Oh, there's this, my favorite right now is called Spicy Boys, and it's this fried chicken sandwich spot, and they ha- it's like Thai fried chicken. Mm. It's like Ooh. next level. It's so The food here is insane. There's so much good food. We just got fried chicken sandwiches in Reno spot. now. So. Yeah, people are wilding out. Yeah. Oh, really? We just, mm-hmm. There's like so, one one place that sells hot, like hot chicken sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. You guys come here. There's, no. But yeah. like also like... Breakfast tacos are a religion no, here. No, I they are. I'm not a breakfast person, but like now I am a breakfast taco person. Mm-hmm. They're remarkable. Not really going <laughs> to work at this place called Quickie Peaky. There's so many places. No, remarkable. breakfast. I love food. No, she used remarkable to describe them. They must yeah. be fucking great. 
What about they do- are so good? What about donuts? Going to the gas stations. What everywhere? Have you guys had awesome donuts out there? No, no, we, I don't care about donuts. You don't we care about donuts? I eat kolaches a okay. lot. Because there's a the thing like kolaches. Texas has awesome donuts for some reason. Oh, I mean, like I like. Is it called awesome donuts? No, it's not called. Just awesome. they're just. Have they're you donuts. had any awesome donuts? Oh. No, just like it's not. The place isn't. They're just. Their donuts are just awesome. <laughs> Is this something you heard we, or experienced? We, I've experienced because I've been th- I've, I, like Gordo's was awesome when I went, and also Round Rock too. Round Rock is like a suburb, and they got awesome donuts. Mm-hmm. They just got. Why'd food. you go to Round Rock, dude? There was a skate park. You go to IKEA. Oh, nice. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like this donut shop down the street, and they. But like, I'm a big like I'm a savory breakfast kind of gal. And they have like kolaches is a Texas thing. It's like the hot dogs or like the cold sausages based in a croissant. They're hot dogs. They call them sausages. And I go for a hike for a sausage. It's very Texas. They do what they want. I'm like, no, bitch, that's a hot dog. Don't try to. It's what it is. You know, so I will say Texas, like Austin, has the most kick ass food. There's so much good food everywhere. There is a desert of good bagels here. There aren't a lot of yeah. good bagels. I don't know if you guys are aware of one. this. The only true, the only place you get good bagels in the entire world is New York. Yeah, exactly. New York, yeah. Best and bagels. Yeah. I never yeah. thought yeah. this. Bagels. I never thought yeah, this has- until yeah. I've heard that, but because my parents lived in New York forever, and like going to like a deli there and getting a bagel. I was like, this. What, what have I been eating my entire life? This is not even yeah. what these other things people yeah. are calling bagels aren't even <laughs> bagels compared to this. Because even the bodegas uh-huh. got great bagels in New York. You know, it's they're a whole yeah. different texture and flavor to them. But I, I, uh-huh. I've heard LA like has it has good ones. But uh, yeah, like yeah. bagels aren't supposed to be soft on the outside, people. Exactly, dude. I got the saddest fucking ba- bagel and locks two months ago. I'm literally, I'm still actually pissed about it. Okay, like yeah, I was like, I don't write Yelp so reviews, bad. but I might. This was so bad. And they like, it was like open faced. They did not toast the bagels. They didn't toast the bagel, which is what that's insane. And then the cream cheese was just like, like it was like if you spread butter on it, it was just flush with it. It was, anyways. You gotta was have. Was so the locks good at least? Was the same like no. strip? It was just like, like a tiny little, little bit. So no, it wasn't for, good. Not for twenty bucks. Apparently, the so locks was in, they're not bigger in Texas. Well, I mean, I no. can't imagine That's it's easy to get good salmon locked. in Texas. <laughs> you know, it's far yeah, from. So they do have a bunch of lakes though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got we got like catfish, <laughs> trout, catfish fried up dirty south. All, all the bottom feeders. That's fine. <laughs> uh, all that shit that nobody else like no, no matter you guys why, know there's better fish than this like yes. have you ever had tuna <laughs> if i can't go noodling catfish i'm not good, gonna eat it. I like catfish is good i, I grew, like my grandparents yeah, are from the good. south they've fried catfish is something yeah. i've eaten my whole life yeah. yeah i can i can get behind that fish fry is something that i'm familiar with yeah yeah but i love a good southern fish fry yeah Mm-hmm. Um, I miss that, like sushi. Like all you can eat sushi is not a thing in Texas. And when you tell any, mm-hmm. actually, anybody from it's not, not a thing Reno, anywhere, it, it, it's like, just a Nevada thing. Mm-hmm. It totally mm-hmm. is. And I'm like, no, it's like actually casino culture. Really good, and the quality is great. And they're like, I have a hard time believing that. And I'm like, 
Yeah. Try Another reason for you to come to Reno, bitches. Yes. <laughs> That's right. We'll be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring all these people out here. We'll show them a great time. Yeah. <laughs> I can talk shit I about Texas to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good segue, though, to the next question, John. Yes. Perfectly. I did that <laughs> oh, on purpose. But I'm fun. So, what do you guys miss about Reno the most, other than like the obvious friends and family? Oh, I was just gonna say the people. Um, you know what? I miss so like obviously the thing that I miss the most. I can't say uh, because you said other than that. However, <laughs> what I miss a lot about Reno is the proximity to the things that like doing, mm-hmm. like the really special things around it, like Tahoe or going to Pyramid mm-hmm. in those kinds of days are like so killer and so like incredible to the area. But I also like miss like being able to go to the Bay in like three and a half hours and like go for a weekend. I miss San Francisco so much and like that proximity. And so Jillian misses San Francisco. That's what yeah. she misses like, It was like the things that like Reno is close to and like that kind of yeah. like geographically, like Austin is like, it's like, you're not going to go anywhere without like for eight hours without, you're still going to be in Texas for the most part, you know, it's going to take you a You can get to Houston long. in two hours and Dallas in three hours. So that's pretty but cool. Like, yeah, but like you're still in Texas. Like I'm not like, in San Francisco. We yeah. get it. I get <laughs> exactly. It. You know, I miss just like the day trips and things like that. Like and being able to go with my friends, like up to Tahoe and the beach for a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're 45 yeah. minutes away yeah. from awesome things. Yeah, I go up yeah, to Tahoe after work sometimes. <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah. just to go like spend a few hours at the beach after work. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, it's like the most beautiful place in the world. What about you, Chelsea? I would say the same. I miss the desert. Mm-hmm. I just like the desert, you know, like going out to Pyramid too. Or just, yeah, just like the proximity to nature for me, like being able to be in so many different landscapes in like 30 to 45 minutes. You know, you drive 30 minutes one way, you're at Pyramid and like making your way to like the hot springs in like the middle of the desert. And then the other way, I could be at like Donner on a dock and like this like most idyllic scene. Or then you can go to like Nevada City, which is kind of a different vibe. Um, There's a lot of different climates. I was thinking that when when she mentioned that, like, yeah, you go four hours and you can be in pretty much every different type of climate there is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that is really special. Um, I miss. I mean, you said I can't say this, but like, I miss my people a lot. You know, Uh, we talk about Reno people a lot and how fantastic they are. Uh, I'm going to try to get everybody to move here. So I'm just going to preface this. So if anybody is in Reno and they're considering a move, come to Austin. Uh, it's really great. Julian and I are very fun. Uh, Beverly's the most fun. Uh, so we're going to try to start a great migration. We'll see how it You goes. know what I also miss? I know I'm only allowed to say one thing. However, we make our own there is here. nothing. Thank you. We're going to break them. Um, but I miss also like a Friday or a Saturday night out in Reno, like to like going so to public house, seeing everyone, <laughs> right? Everyone does. <laughs> but like also, even then, like I still haven't had that experience, like in such a long, like even before the pandemic, it wasn't the same. Like it's all, it's fun. I have fun, but like there's something special about like being in Reno, and like you go to public house for a couple hours, and then you go dance at the Loving Cup, and it's just like. And you literally know everybody there, everybody. And that is a very, that is a feeling you don't get in Mm -hmm. other cities. Yeah. 
So I guess that's like kidding you too. But, so sorry. <laughs> Why? Twice. Well, that's all we had for you guys. Thanks, for, Thank thanks for answering the questions. Um, you did remarkably well. well. Us, we appreciate you. Remarkable. Am I not allowed to, Do I say that too much? No. I, it was just a great <laughs> way to describe <laughs> the very specific thing that you were talking about. That was they are. It's like crazy. A, taco, a breakfast taco. Yeah. I'm Dude, like, I'm passionate I'm, about food. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you There's hear that really about a vegan person. restaurant called the Beer Plant that I'm obsessed with. Nice. I went there this week. Food. You guys can visit. No, they got good. Like yeah. even all the vegan places out there are fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're insane. Mm-hmm. Arlo's food truck. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. And so it because they don't have like food trucks that dive, that drive around. They have like places and they just park their steam liners there forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like in mm-hmm. the back of a bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Bars, food yeah. trucks. What are these things we're talking about? <laughs> I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, you got the vaccine now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Good. Go vi- we're good. We're going to all you can eat sushi time. tonight. Yeah. You might have like. <laughs> oh yeah. Have a beer. You gonna yeah. lick the table? <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to prove it. No. no. It's like I got the vaccine, I can do what I want. Where now. are you gonna go? Where are you gonna go get sushi? So we made. I made reservations to go to Hanoki. Nice. Yeah, we're going. The lady and I are it's, going tomorrow. It's a new. It's it's a it's a new place. I don't. Th- yeah, it might not have been here when you guys no. lived here. But uh, so the same guys that started Hiroba, a couple of them split off to do Hinoki. Oh, cool! Yeah. Bomb. I'm happy for you guys. I'm very excited. And congratulations. <laughs> we're I'm excited happy for you guys. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for everyone. Like, no, I, I'm telling them. No bottom feeders. <laughs> yeah, no, no bottom, bottom feeders in there. Nope. <laughs> Well, thank you guys right. for being on the show, mm-hmm. telling us about your your business and uh, you know what you what you hope to achieve. For all of our listeners, if they want to find you guys on the internet, purchase products, become a scout, as you said, how do they do that? You can go to troopbeauty.com and it's T-R-O-U-P-E beauty.com. And you can also check us out on Instagram at Troop Beauty. Um, is there anything else, Charles? That I missed there. I was like, yeah, if you want to follow us personally, Julian's Instagram is cool hand Jill, C O O L H A N D J I L L. Mine's my full name, Chelsea Rose Kern. Um, we just post stupid shit all the time. Yeah. And we on the website, be, like more branded, but like it's exhausting to be honest with you. I tried to oh, make a schedule for off. our stuff, it's and sucks. it lasted like, like two weeks ago, and just for me, and I, it lasted like three days before I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm just. I, this, this is too much fucking yeah. work. I hate social media. <laughs> you guys are getting more Bev pics and pictures of Jillian doing <laughs> stupid things. Yeah. I'm down so, for that. Oh. <laughs> oh, but on the website, you can also sign up to be a scout through the scouts mm-hmm. tab. That's yeah. pretty important. Um, yeah. So that's all I have. Aside from. Yeah. And we're all about self-care. So if. When you guys launch, you know, a men's care line, holler at us. We got you. Hey. We have it already. Already, so, dog. Skincare is also universal, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's just marketing yeah. that has made it men's. But we do yeah. have a brand called Koa on the side. That is killer masculine. Identify. I'm, I'm, I'm expanding my horizons with yeah. the help of my girlfriend into, you know, uh, you know, Hell taking yeah. care, better care of myself. So yeah. I will check that yeah. out. Because I'm always looking yeah, for, it's for a really good cool brands. Brand. And, uh... and then also this bathing culture body wash that we have on the site is the shit. 
Um, Ooh, the mind and body wash is an oil-based body wash. So it's super hydrating and a little goes a long way. One bottle gets you like 80 plus showers. I've had mine for like two and a half months now. So maybe I should shower more, but no, 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 this, you're fine. Um, I was like, that's, that's fine. That's like a shower a day. Your former roommate says you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, DM us for Rex if you want it. Cause we live and breathe this. Hell yeah. Try not to be ashy yeah. after I take a shower here with this fucking hard ass water. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seriously. Moisturize, dude. Moisturize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. Thank you guys again. Thank you. Really appreciate uh, it. Until next time, for all of you listeners out there, make sure you check us out every Friday night from 9 to 11 on 97.7 K Wink, where we play nothing but the best in hip hop for all of you uh, hip hop lovers out there. Yeah. Della Photo signing out. Take care of each other, respect each other. Peace.